Matthew chapter 27. I'm just going to read one verse in the hearing, verse 29. Verse 29. Matthew chapter 27. Verse 29. And twisting together a crown of thorns. They put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. I want to say that verse again, Matthew 27, verse 29. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. This morning I want to preach from the subject, A Painful Crown. Very simple, A Painful Crown. Several years ago I was reading an author by the name of Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman was one of the top intellectuals and theologians of the 21st century. He was the mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King and his book that I really enjoy is called Jesus and the Disheartened was actually one of the books that influenced Dr. King to start the civil rights movement. He said something very interesting about a crown. He said, a crown is placed over our heads. For the rest of our lives, we are trying to grow tall enough to wear. I want to say that again. A crown is placed over our heads. That for the rest of our lives, we're trying to grow tall enough to wear. Recently, I've been watching a show called The Crown. And in this show is about the journey of how Queen Elizabeth becomes queen and she receives her crown. When we look at this quote that said a crown is placed over our heads, many of us wear a crown. When we look at the years of us trying to wear a crown, it takes us a long time to get to that place of power. When we look over our history and we look over the history of the world, when we think of a crown, it is something beautiful and golden and majestic. But when I think about this quote that Howard Thurman said, I believe that this crown is something that we have to work towards. In this life, we will put on so many things and we will try to dress ourselves with certain garments, but this crown that he talks about is something that we have to grow into. I believe that this is a time where we have to realize that yes, I may wear certain things, but when a season is coming, I have to change my garments. In Roman culture of the first century, crowns were placed on kings. 
crowns were placed on royalty. It was people who walked in royalty and they wore a crown. I believe that when we study culture over the years, people wear crowns, but sometimes those crowns are sometimes heavy. That is in significance of what you are assigned to do, because sometimes the things that we are placed in our lives can be heavy. The crown that God gives us sometimes is something that we have to hold on our heads in the midst of what's going on in our lives. Two years ago, Prince Harry and his wife decided to walk away from the crown. They decided to walk away from their assignment as the royal family. Many people from the outside would say, why would you leave royalty? Why would you leave what was bestowed upon you? But many people don't understand that the crown that was placed on certain heads are heavy. Many people walk around and wish that they can walk away from something that is hurting them. Many people wish that they can walk away from certain things, but sometimes you cannot walk away. Prince Harry and his wife walked away because they realized that royalty was not something that they wanted to be a part of. I wish that I could be like them and sometimes walk away. Sometimes in life we wish that we can walk away from the things that are hurting us. We wish that we can walk away from certain troubles, but still, we still have to stay and wait. We understand that sometimes people have the luxury of walking away. We look at over history, when we look at Michael Jordan, after he won six rings, he was able to walk away. Tiger Woods, after winning the green jacket and the awards, he had the chance to walk away. When we look at certain people who have been influential, they had the opportunity to walk away. Then we look at the news of Tom Brady. He came back. He could not walk away. Sometimes in life, we wish we can walk away. But there's always something pulling us back in. I believe that this is a time where sometimes we may want to quit, but we still have to wear our crown. But sometimes people crown themselves without others crowning them. Sometimes people self-crown themselves and call themselves kings and queens, but sometimes we have to let go of what, what we want, but hold on to the crown that God gives us. Sometimes the crown that God gives us is not glamorous, but it feels painful. Sometimes the crown that God placed on our heads feels heavy, but we still have to wear our crown. We here are in the Gospel of Matthew. We know that last week Jesus was suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. We know that he was suffering and feeling painful and feeling hurt. But yet after he said that, he said, not as I will, but as you will. And after he got up from prayer, he was betrayed by Judas. Judas is the one that was walking with him. Judas was one of his disciples. Judas was the one that saw him heal the sick and raise the dead. But yet he 
betrayed him. It amazes me that when I think of betrayal, it has always come from those who are closest to you. Betrayal doesn't come from someone who is outside or far away, but betrayal comes from those who sit at your dinner table. Betrayal comes from those who are close to you and call you your friend. Betrayal comes from those who spend time with you and see you in your intimate moments, but still betray you. Judas is the one who comes and says, or those that sometimes will say, I love you, I'll never leave you. Judas is the one who says that we're family all the way to the end, but yet they turn their back on you. Judas is the one who say one day they say they love you, but the next they say they hate you, Judas. Many of us have dealt with a Judas. Many of us have dealt with a Judas because sometimes in life our greatest attacks comes from those not from afar, but those who are close to us. I didn't understand what a Judas was until I had a Judas in my life. I know about a Judas. A Judas is a one who smiles in your face and say that they'll love you all the time, but yet they despise you on the inside. Judas is the one who says, I've known you for so many years, but they act like they don't know you. Judas is the one who goes to school with you when they're in school, but yet when high school or college comes, they begin to show their true colors. Judas is the one who say that they're your brother for life, but yet they're not showing brotherly love in the end. Judas. You see, many of us deal with a Judas. A Judas might be that person you used to date. Judas may be the someone who used to be your friend, but yet now they're not your friend anymore. But in the midst of a Judas trying to betray you, God will still protect you. So Judas betrays him. And then after Judas betrays him, he goes and gets arrested. And after that, he's delivered to Pilate. And as he's delivered to Pilate, he goes through these six illegal trials in the Roman government. And after he goes through that, Jesus goes and he becomes mocked. And he's trying to figure out how he's going to get to the next step. But then more pain comes on him. And after that happens, he comes and he is being mocked. Here in our text, they said, twisting together a crown of thorns. If you ever went to a garden, you know that thorns are painful when you touch a flower. When you try to grab a rose, a thorn will prick your finger and blood will flow. Now just imagine this. Jesus is being here and they're twisting a crown of thorns. These thorns are not little, but when we look at the context of these thorns were long and they were big. So they twisted it together and they smoothed it in Jesus' head. Can you imagine being twist of thorns being on the top of your head? They squeezed the thorns in the middle of his skull. Can you imagine life can be so heavy, but yet someone puts a crown of thorns on your head. 
they put these thorns in his head. So as he was breathing, the thorns got deeper and deeper in his mind. Can you imagine the pain that he was feeling in his mind? So when we look at the crown, this was a crown of condemnation. This crown was a result of sin. Sin was put on our sinless Savior. The, the Savior who knew no sin had sin put on him. Jesus was wearing a crown, but this crown was not a gold crown, but it was a painful crown. It was a crown that made him feel the anguish and the pain of sin on him. When we look at this, Jesus had a painful crown on him. You see, but then when we look at this, they put a reed in his right hand. When they put the crown of thorns on his head, they put it there to make fun of him. It amazes me how the soldiers didn't know who was in front of them. The soldiers didn't know that the sword and savior was in front of them. They didn't know the powerful God that was in front of them. It amazes me how we live in a time where people don't even understand the magnitude and the power of Jesus. We have people who walk around and don't even understand the miracles that can flow in their lives. Oh, if they knew the power of Jesus Christ, this world would be a different world. If people knew the power of Jesus Christ, things would not look a certain way. If people accepted him as Lord and Savior, they would not walk around looking for everything else. But there is only one Jesus who comes and heals us and delivers us. A crown. This was a crown of anticipation. Now, when we look at Jesus, he's wearing a crown of thorns. He's bloody and he's broken and he's wearing this crown. But the good news is that, yes, while he's wearing a crown of thorns, there is another crown that he's going to wear. Yes, we know that, yes, he's in the painful moments of a crown that has long thorns, but yet he's going to sit on the throne after this. The good news is that, yes, while he's in the painful place of this moment, God is going to give him strength to endure the cross. A crown. This was... A powerful crown. Sometimes in life, God will give us a crown. Sometimes we have to go through hard moments, but yet we still have to wear our crown. Yes, some people may walk away and it's easy for them, but sometimes we have to stand in the midst of the pain and still do our purpose. Yes, it's pain in our body, but we still have to move to our destiny. Yes, there's some pain in my mind, but I know that God will give me the strength to move forward. Yes, I'm wearing my crown, and yes, the crown is not pretty, but I know that there's purpose behind the pain. Yes, I know that things may not look a certain way, and people may talk about me, but I still have to wear my crown. 
And then it said, kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They did not realize that there was a king in front of them. Yes, we have many rulers. Yes, we have many leaders. Yes, we have many politicians. But there's only one king of kings. Yes, we have people sitting in high positions, but there's no one higher than Jesus Christ. Yes, people may walk around with golden crowns on their heads, but God is the only one that has authority and all power. Jesus is here and they're telling him, Hail, King of the Jews. One of the things that they got right was they called him a king. Because yes, he is a king. He is the king of kings and lords of lords. When we look at the life of Jesus, he did not come in the royalty form of what the world may seem as royalty. He came in a manger. And as he was in the manger, they looked at him and all of the wise men came to see him. Yes, he did not come from the high palace that was in the earth, but yet he came from a greater place that was in earth. He came from heaven. And as he came from heaven, he came 42 generations. God loved us so much that he decided to come down. He decided to see that earth needed a king, but this king came from a genealogy that was not popular, that was not amazing, but yet he came down to save you and I. We have to worship our king. Our king decided to say there's some people on earth that need salvation. There's people on earth that need that need somebody to come, and he came down to heaven. He came down from heaven down to earth. We serve a God who decided to say, yes, we were going through problems. Yes, we realized we tried to send prophets. We tried to send judges, but that could not fix it. But only Jesus is the only one that can come and fix our lives. Yes, we go through problems and we go through situations, but the only solution is Jesus Christ. I'm glad this morning that I can say, God, I thank you for coming down to save me. Yes, people try to fix things and people try to say one thing, but the only solution is Jesus Christ. Well, I'm glad that what did he do? He came all the way down. 42 generations. What did this Jesus do? He went to a carpenter shop and then he told his parents, I must be about my father's business. I, I'm glad this morning that yes, he went through a carpenter shop, but then as he grew up, he began to heal the sick. There were some people who were sick, but he decided to heal them. But then as they were hungry, he fed the 5,000. Oh, but this morning, I'm glad that he went to a hill called Calvary. Oh, and as he was at that cross, he suffered for me and he died for me. That is the God that we serve this morning. We don't serve a God who just sits and is dead in the grave, but we serve a God who is alive this morning. Yes, my pain is going through right now. Yes, I'm going through some trouble, but there is sunshine that is going to come. You see, but as I close this message, I'm reminded of a story. I remember I was 
watching one of my favorite preachers by the name of Dr. Evie Hill. And he was telling a story about how he was driving from, how he had a driver, driver from Canada all the way to Detroit. And he said that he was feeling fine until they went through a dark tunnel. And he said as they were going through the dark tunnel, he said that he began to feel claustrophobic and nervous and scared. And the man said to him, sir, you got to be fine. He says, stop the car. I need to get out. And the man said to him, we cannot get out of the car. He said, you have to keep moving forward with me to the end of the tunnel. He said, I feel darkness and I feel scared. I feel nervous. But then Dr. Hill said, I felt like I was, my life was going to end. He said, but the good news is that after we drove through the tunnel, there was light at the end of the tunnel. I stopped by here to tell you this morning that yes, you may be going through something dark. Yes, you may be going through something painful, but there was light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, you be going through something that was bothering you, but God is going to give you the strength to keep moving to that light. Yes, we're going through a pandemic, but there is still some light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, Ukraine may be trying to start a war, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, your job may be messed up, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, family may be talking against you, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. God has the power to give you strength to move to that light. He is our light. Yes, things may be dark. Things may be dismal. Things may look a certain way, but God has the power to get you through to the light. Yes, things may look dark right now, but God is the light of the world. This world is dark. Yes, things look crazy, but God has the power to give you light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, people may talk about you, but I thank God that God gives me light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to shine in my neighborhood. I'm going to shine around my friends. I'm going to shine around my family because the Lord gives me light. But not only does it give me light, he gives me joy. I'm glad this morning that I have some joy. I'm glad this morning that he is the one that gives me joy because the scripture says we've been made endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. Yes, my night was going crazy but there is joy in the morning. There is joy like ever before. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. I got joy in my heart. I got joy in my mind. I got joy in my soul. Everywhere I go, I still have joy. James says, count it all joy. When you go through various trials, yes, I'm going through a trial, but I still have my joy. Yes, I'm going through problems, but I still have my joy. Yes, money may be low, but I still have my joy. Bills may be stacked up, but I still have my joy. People walk away from me, but I still have my joy. Yes, I'm crying, but God knows how to wipe away my tears. Yes, people may walk away, but I still have my joy. People may turn around from me, but I still have my joy. I know that I'm going through something hard, but God will give me the strength to look over the thing and keep on moving forward. Yes, you can talk about me, but I still have 
my joy. I may have got fired from a job, but I still have my joy. Death may come, but I still have my joy. Hell may come, but I still have my joy. I'm so glad this morning that God gave me the strength and God gave me joy to move a little higher. Yes, I'm going through problems, but I still have my joy. God is the only one that can give you joy. God is the only one that can give you peace. I'm so glad this morning that he picked me up and turned me around. I'm glad this morning that God is the only one that can heal me. Yes, I was sick. Yes, I was down. But the Lord healed my body. Yes, I was messed up. But he gave me a miracle. Yes, I'm going through pain, but God will give me a promise. Yes, I have issues going on, but he will help me out. I know I'm having trouble, but I will look to the hill. From which cometh my help, all, all of my help comes from the Lord. I'm so glad that he helps me. I'm so glad that he's with me. Yes, I'm going through something, but God will me out. I'm reminded of the hymn that says I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained with sin, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry up from the waters, he lifted me. Now safe am I, it was his love that lifted me. I'm glad this morning that his love lifted me. I'm glad this morning that his grace lifted me. I'm so glad this morning that his mercy lifted me. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank him and praise him too because your grace and mercy brought me through. Is there a witness here that says, Lord, I thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord, I thank you for bringing me out. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody love me like Jesus. He's the only one that loves me. He's the only one that takes care of me. He's the only one that looks out for me. I'm so glad that I that can call on the name of Jesus. Is there someone here that knows that God is the only one that can pick you up? Is there anybody here tonight that can say the Lord has made a way out of no way while you're trying to figure out God is already working it out. He's able to pick you up. He's able to bring you in. He's able to give you precious blood. The question was asked, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood, for it reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley. The blood of Jesus. Many people are trying to figure out how you're still here. It's the blood of Jesus. Many people 
uh, trying to figure out uh, what was protecting you. Uh, it was the blood of Jesus. Uh, many people are uh, trying to figure out uh, how in the world uh, are you still smiling every single day. Uh, it is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus covers my family. The blood of Jesus covers my friends. We need the blood of Jesus. We need the hand of the Lord on our lives. Yes, other people try to touch us, but when they put his hand on us, God covered us. I thank him this morning for giving me precious blood. I thank him this morning for helping me out, but I thank him this morning because he's good all by himself. I know that he will carry me through this year. Yes, I'm grieving, but God will carry me. Yes, I'm in pain, but the Lord will carry me. How do you know that? Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. I don't have to walk for anything. I don't have to bend for anything because the Lord is on my side. I'm so glad that I can stand in the day because the Lord is on my side. I'm so glad that the Lord is right next to me. The song says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Don't you glad that the Lord walks with you? this morning. The Lord talks with you. The song says have a little talk with Jesus. Yes, I'm going through problems, but when I talk to Jesus, he will bring me out. When I talk to the Lord, he will strengthen me. When I talk to Jesus, he knows how to help me. You see, this morning, Life comes with pain. Life comes with things. But God has the power to strengthen you and heal you. Yes, we have some issues going on. But God is able to get you out. I, I don't know about you, but I, I believe that God is able. I know we go through issues, but God is still able. Yes, we have so many things going on, but God is still able. Yes. People may say one thing, the news may say one thing, but God is able. God is able. I don't know about you, but I know that God is able. Yes, people may say one thing, the news may say one thing, but God is still able. Yes, people may say that, that there's no Jesus, but Jesus is still alive. He's able to heal you. He's able to keep you. He's able to turn your life around. Is there a witness? Here this morning that says, God, I thank you for being there for me. God, this morning we say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for being there for us when nobody else was there. We thank you, Lord, for turning our lives around. We thank you, Lord, that you have done the impossible and the unthinkable for us. God, yes, we have gone through pain and we've gone through struggle, but we know that we have victory in you. We know that you are able to turn our life around. We know that you are able to do the impossible and the unthinkable. Lord, we thank you for doing that for us. God, this morning, touch someone who may be listening, who's watching us right now. And God, give them the strength to move forward. Give them the strength to, to see another day. Give them the strength to know that you are able. God, you are able. 
God, we thank you this morning for being an able God. God, this morning we thank you for being a mighty God. God, this morning we thank you for always being there when we need you. God, we worship you this morning. We worship you because you are good. You are good and you are God. We don't worship you for anything else, but we worship you because we know that you are the one that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. Lord, touch my neighbor, touch my brother, touch my sister, touch those who are watching who is in person because we know that you have the power to heal, set free, and deliver. Lord, this morning, touch our bishop, touch our first lady, touch every person. And Lord, let them know that yes, things may be painful, but there is victory that's going to come. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While we're in the attitude of worship, let us prepare our minds to give. There are many ways to give. Thank you. 